Hi and welcome to Squaring the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Rob Kersey, social media mogul. Welcome to Squaring the Circle. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I've never been called a mogul before. That's 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 interesting. I've been called a guru before, but never a mogul. So good. I might start using that. Why not? Yeah. Um, you can refer them back to this podcast. So there we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Rob, I thought we'd um, start with a really easy one. Um, <laughs> a very wide question. So uh, deal with this as you wish. In your opinion, what does a good social media strategy look like? Oh, um, that is a very, very broad question. I think ultimately it's always got to come back to whatever the objectives of, of the client is. Um, and then you can sort of, you, you can go from there. So for instance, you know, if, if you're a fashion brand and you want to increase sales, then, you know, you would look at a, a paid social media strategy. You would pick your channels based on um, the type of target audience. So, you know, if you're going for an older demographic, you might look at Facebook mixed in with Instagram. If you're looking for a younger demographic, you might, you know, forego Facebook and go with with TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then there's all sorts of different, you know, way, ways you would go about it, the different types of campaigns that you would bring into that strategy. You know, if you've got a, a, a brand, um, say a wellness brand, for example, that just wants to increase brand awareness, they kind of want to get their name out there, then, you know, you might look at an organic strategy that um, is complemented with some 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 paid activity. Um, and, you know, you've got to look at things like the the message of, 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 of the campaign, um, the message of the strategy, that sort of stuff. So there's all sorts of things that go into a, a social media strategy, um, a, a good social media strategy. Um, that you kind of have to you have to know a bit about the client before you can kind of you can kind of answer that really yeah yeah so I suppose the the opposite to that or the reverse to that question is do you well what does poor social media practice look like and when you see it especially well if you if you see if you know a campaign's been put together and you can and you potentially could criticize it is there is there commonalities in the mistakes that are made? I think yeah, I think so. So I, I think you know if if you're looking at a campaign that is very generic. So I, I always try and think you know with regard to a campaign or content, you know you can take ideas from competitors and different brands, but you've always got to try and give your spin on it, your own brand spin on it. You've got to try and come up with something that is, is relatively original if it's you know content that kind of can can be done by by any other brand then ultimately that you know that that is that is poor in a way i suppose um so i think you know you, you always have to try try and make it original to your brand um you know for instance not not using loads of stock imagery in your your creatives maybe you know trying to use creative that has been put together by yourself you know you've got images videos that that you have put together yourself you're not just sort of spamming the the, the, the stock imagery um things like that um I, I would say is you know bad you know bad social media content you know a, a bad strategy um just doing what everyone else is doing because ultimately the, the thing about social media is that 
every brand is different, every audience is different, and you you do have to look at um, a bespoke strategy. You can have sort of a framework, which, you know, you've got a certain type of client, you know kind of roughly this type of campaign work for them, but you do still have to tailor it to the individual brand um, because their audience is going to be different, um, what their audience wants is going to be different. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think ultimately just doing something very, very generic is would be an example of poor social media practice. I, I suppose I'm relating this to SEO. The, the chats I've had to people about SEO, it's it's always, which is justifiably so, so, this is always about the long game. You know, you can't really expect, sometimes, of course, you, there's that unicorn um, product mm. that you can, of course, expect uh, results overnight. But yeah, the SEO sort of motto is, you know, it's a long game. It's six months to a year for everything to, the momentum to sort of, um, to carry on essentially and, mm. and, and then and then you start seeing results is it the same with the social media campaign or or when you're working with a social media expert is it is there a lag time um or or can you expect results pretty quickly yeah so, so it, it, it depends if you're talking about organic social then yes it will take time for you to see results off the back of off the back of that because um you know, you've got to, a lot of brands, they've got a small audience and you've got to build that audience. You've got to find it. You've got to encourage them to, you know, like and, and follow your page. Um, and then you've got to get them constantly consuming content. The paid side, you can get fairly quick results, but there is still, you know, there may still be a, a bit of time um, before you don't do start getting consistent results because ultimately, you know, the, the algorithms on whatever channel you're running the activity need to, to learn what works. I, as the person running the campaign, also need to learn what works. You know, there's a lot of testing that needs to be done on a paid social campaign before you get to sort of the, the optimum the optimum campaign. Um, so, you know, whether you're talking about organic or paid, there, there, there can be lag times, but with organic, it is a lot longer um, because you aren't, you know, you aren't spending lots and lots and lots of money um, to, to go out and find the audience it takes a little bit more time and it's kind of it's, it's a longer term thing you should be looking at things like engagement fan growth reach those types of uh, objectives rather than looking at sort of the, the end goal which would be a sale or a lead so sticking with organic then because i would have thought a lot of the people listening to this will um you know in terms of budgets that they can chuck at social media or wider marketing organic growth will probably be the way that they would look to or choose to to go down mm. um what what sort of quick wins i suppose um can you think of that um sole traders self-employed people in the creative industry what what can they do to to bump that organic or organic growth i think so the the first thing is to not burn themselves out i see a lot of business owners who like they try and do four or five channels, four or five posts a week. And then after two weeks, they're like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this with absolute passion. I never want to yeah. do it again. Okay. Um, if you do that, then, you know, you're not going to get the benefit of social media. You're just not, you're just not going to utilize that channel, which in this day and age, you need to be utilizing social media. Um, so ultimately, don't burn yourself out. Pick two channels, post two or three times a week. Um, ultimately, yeah, yeah. The more content you can post, the better, but you want to keep a pulse going. You want to keep 
posting relatively consistently on your channels you know if you just stop posting for three or four months then you know you're just not going to get anything out of it so again don't burn yourself out plan ahead um so i'm i'm very process driven i i have a content calendar for every one of my clients um that is where everything is everything for the month is scripted out um and, and planned in um it means that you aren't sort of going you know you, you're on a thursday afternoon five o'clock i've got a post on social media what do i post you've done the planning already you know what you're going to post and ideally you'd have scheduled all of your posts like you'd have, you'd have taken two hours two three hours to plan all of your content put it all together and then schedule it all in um, and then that's done for the month and then you don't necessarily have to worry about it unless you know there's a piece of breaking news that you want to take advantage of and post about um so there's that i i think in terms of, of kind of design and things like that um people get very hung up on um, you know it's, it's got to look good and obviously you know it does does need to look good but there are so many great resources out there that are relatively cheap that you can use to create good designs canva you know is is the main one you know, absolutely use canva um you know you can create a design relatively quickly and simply um in there so i, I you know don't don't be afraid of the, sort of the content content creation process um yeah i i think sort of those 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 three really i think you know if you have a process then that's kind of half half the job done and you won't burn yourself out or you won't get annoyed you just sort of you can schedule you know a, a, a chunk of time to do it all at, at the start of the month and then you know the kind of the pressure that i see with a lot of business owners is that they haven't done that and they're sort of always rummaging around for i've got to post something post it you know post that and it goes out and it's not your best work it's not what what you what you would want whereas you know if you do it all at the same time and it's all planned out then um you're much more likely to see better results yeah yeah that makes perfect sense i know through experiences i i was laughing as you were as you were saying that because that's something i could relate to it's just in 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 an organized couple of weeks i can think right social media post there right what am i going to post and then i you know assign half an hour an hour to prep or whatever and it just makes everything so much more simple it just becomes like a to-do list essentially um yeah. and uh but then you know the, the the challenges and that's obviously why people come to people like you the challenges are if you've got back-to-back -back project work um or then you're doing admin either side of that um or you're on shoots or, or whatever you're doing within your business it's just another layer um to to do i suppose isn't it and that's kind of jump on sort of you know when when you're at shoots and, yeah. and live stuff you know don't don't be afraid to sort of show that behind the scenes content as well um because ultimately that 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 tends to do um that tends to do well people do like to see you know, as i said earlier people do like to see you know behind the brand um and sort of what what you're doing um, because it, it it means that you know they can sort of relate to you a little bit more and it builds trust so you know and, and you know again you don't have to you know think about oh this has to be you know if you're doing a video for example oh this has to be you know really polished and you know i should do it on this camera like just take something on your phone honestly would would be would be perfectly fine you know if you're at a shoot and you just want to take a little piece of video about something that's going on that is perfectly fine to do um, that will work just as well as a sort of, you know, one minute, well, well polished 
um, World Polish video on social. Um, that is where kind of a lot of the, the channels are are going. There obviously is you know, a place for those you know, really polished videos, yeah. especially when you're talking about when you're talking about paid. Um, and you're talking about a channel like YouTube where you know you you would you want that polish there. Um, but I think if you're just wanting a sort of snapshot of behind the scenes, then you know you can put that onto LinkedIn. TikTok is a whole channel where that that is basically what you consume. You consume um, ready-made. You, know, you consume videos that aren't um, you know, aren't polished. They are just sort of people using their phone and recording something interesting. Um, and you know that that that's what gets that's what gets engagement on that on that channel. Mm. Just before we go on to the final three questions, I'd like to ask you a, a two two part question about um, some project work that you've done actually. So, can you think of um, a project or a campaign that you you are really proud of in terms of potentially the reach or the the campaign completely went above and beyond expectation? And really critically, why do you think that was? And also the other side, where you were potentially really excited to camp about a campaign. We've all been there, you know, excited to get going. And mm. for whatever reason, it, it it fell flat, but you can learn from that. Um, and so if you just want to talk about, yeah, a really great experience and maybe not a great experience and, and why um, and why those things sort of, uh, yeah, why it happened that way, I suppose. Yeah, so um, the, the great experience would probably be um, I... I uh brought in by a fashion brand last year and they were struggling with their paid social media activity they had been generating sales from their um from their paid ads their paid facebook and instagram ads um but they for, for about a period of six to nine months they really struggled like it just it just fallen off and, and they weren't sure why you know they, they, they didn't really know why that had happened so they kind of brought me in to to revive that um and I, I did that basically by giving um, giving the account some structure. So I brought in um, a few different types of campaigns. You know, some campaigns that would drive um, new users to the website, people who weren't familiar with the brand. And you know, we built all sorts of different audiences um, based on you know built things like lookalike audiences, which um, they're built off existing data sets so like website audiences and uh, people who engage on instagram and stuff like that um so we did that and then we also had some retargeting which would target people who've been onto the website bring them back to the website where they would where they would convert um and you know within a, a three-month period we, we basically turned it around we'd increased their return on ad spend by 87 percent um in just a three-month period so and and that brand I'm still working with them is going from from strength to strength to be honest um you know in terms of results um they're all you know always above a sort of five or six rower so you know they're making they're making plenty of money off, off Facebook ads when you know before I, I came on board they weren't um so you know I, I was very very proud about that and you know it's a brand that I, I absolutely love working on as well um in terms of a campaign that didn't work I mean to be honest, you know, there, there are campaigns that that always, you know, there, there are campaigns within activity that that don't work. You know, you try something, you test something, and it 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 doesn't work. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of one of, of a specific example. 
Just just um, button in there though. I think that sorry to interrupt, it may give you a bit of time yeah. to think about it. Um, but if not, I think this is fascinating what you just said anyway, because I would have thought your job is is constantly failing to a certain extent because you're testing. You're saying, does this work? Yes or no, right? Yes, we'll carry on for as long as that keeps on working. But then the targets move and then you've got to change again. So you can't really be set in in some kind of strategy because it's always everything is shifting. Um, So you you, you always got to evolve in that way, I suppose. Yeah, you know, test and learn is a is is something that that I always preach to all my clients. You know, when I first start, I say, look, we're going to we're always going to be testing. There's always something that we're going to be trying, whether it's an audience, whether it's a piece of creative. Um, on the organic side, it might be it might be you know things like the length of copy that we use or the types of hashtags that we use. Um, you know, there's always something you could be testing to improve upon. You do get to a point where you've kind of got the optimum structure, um, and there's not necessarily too much you you need to do, but there should always be. You know, little bits that you're doing here and there just to improve upon upon performance there's you know there's loads of campaigns that you know i have i have run loads of campaigns within the strategy that i've run that haven't generated results but you know that's because you put out a test to see if it works if it doesn't work then okay right well i know that 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 doesn't work so great stuff um so well we've come to um the final the final three questions so um try to contain your excitement but the first one <laughs> first question being um how do you define success and what does it look like uh, for you and your business um i think your growth is obviously how i would define success you know year on year growth am i making more money than i used to but it it's not just about that i I think part of the reason i do what i do and i decided to you know set up my own agency and and work work for myself um is because you know i i didn't want to necessarily just be nailed down to that usual nine to five nine to five thirty that that i had been you know i wanted a bit more freedom in my life And, and so ultimately success is you know making money you know sustaining you know getting growth and sustaining it and improving on that you know month on month year on year etc but it's also you know being able to have a lifestyle where you know i i'm in control of of my my working life i'm in control of my personal life um and you know i i i can kind of i can make you know I can make my own decisions and, you know, whether those decisions are the right ones, whether they're the wrong ones, you know, they are my decisions. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of, it, it's, it's obviously growth, but having that work-life balance, you know, up, I would say that, that, that sort of, that's part of it, I think. So Rob, for your chosen profession, um, what is the book or resource that has had the biggest impact on you? So, it's not not a book. I'm really bad at reading books. Um, I've got like a pile like that high of books which which I, I need to read and I just never get around to them. It's actually it's it's a piece, it's a piece of media. It's, it's a video which um, a friend and colleague of mine sent to me, um, and it was just sort of a what you know one minute video which has really kind of stuck with me recently. Um, it was a video of Stephen Bartlett the um obviously founded his own social media agency which i think he just sold for something like seven eight million pounds so um 
his bank balance is uh, nice and nice and high now. Um, and, and it was about imposter syndrome. He, he basically said that he kind of flipped imposter syndrome on his head. He said, you know, imposter syndrome is actually a good thing because, you know, if you have it, it means you are challenging yourself. It means you are out of your comfort zone. Um, it's not something to be scared of. Um, and I, I really, that, that really got to me. And it's, it's really stayed with me, actually, because I, I'm someone who, you know, I'm always questioning myself. I've always got that, you know, part of me in the back of my head going, you know, are, are you good enough? That sort of thing. Um, and it kind of, it, it made me think, oh, well, you know, if I'm feeling this, then that must mean, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone at least a little bit and I'm, I'm testing myself, I'm challenging myself. Um, and yeah, that, that really, that really stayed with me, that, that little video clip. Um, and I, I think if you are, you know, suffering from imposter syndrome, then it's, it's, it's a good way to think about it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that everybody that is listening to this um, will have suffered imposter syndrome probably on a, a mm -hmm. daily basis because it, it, it apps, I, I think that I don't know many people that run a business um, that don't have that. They, they, they don't go through that sort of torment of, oh, God, I'm going to be found out today, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or, you know, if you get a client that asks you to do something rather than just saying no, you sort of think yes, and then you'll learn on the job, you know, that kind of attitude rather than just turning it mm. down. So putting yourself um, outside your comfort zone. Yeah. So do you, so in terms of sticking with imposter syndrome, how does that show up on a, a daily basis um, in your thoughts? Um, I wouldn't say it necessarily show, shows up on a daily basis. It's more um, if I've a new, you know, new client comes on board. You know, they might be a, a reasonable sized client. They might be a big client, and you know, you do kind of think, oh, well, you know, am I am I good enough to you know to to deliver them results? When you know, I've worked with loads of big clients. You know, especially back when I was working for a digital marketing agency, I worked brand side for, for for big clients. I you know worked for Tui, which is the the world's biggest travel company. I you know I know how to work with with big companies, but you know you sort of think you know you, you, when a new client comes on board, you you do have that. Oh, you know, is this is this going to be too big for me? When it's it's absolutely not too big for you. Um, and and you know you, you, there might be a, a client which is from you know, an industry that you maybe haven't worked in for a little bit of time and you know you, you think oh again is the, you know is this is this going to be um you know too much for me do i do i have the the knowledge and, and ultimately i come back to what i said earlier about you know my, my job is ultimately taking you know the information um and expertise from this company out of the the heads of the people of that company and putting them onto social media feeds um and, and you know and letting people see the other side of, of 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 those people you know letting them see those people rather than just a brand um and so yeah that that's kind of how it how it occurs really um it's just sort of you know when i'm when i'm sort of speaking to speaking to new clients big clients um you, know, you always have that person in the back of your mind but i think you know you you, you always have to kind of push push past that and i think i'm you know, I've been able to. Mm. Has there been a time since being in business where you really have doubted yourself or doubted that you could make 
a success um, of the business. Um, and if you have been in that situation, how did you how did you come out of it? Yeah, so uh, I mean, last year. Um, so basically, the way the way my business went is that you know I started it during the pandemic. There was obviously a time where I thought, you know, is this is this going to work? Am I making the right decision? Um, but weirdly, because of the pandemic, you know, it was the only decision really to make because you know we were in a situation where there weren't lots of jobs out there, um, and I kind of thought, you know, if you're going to do it, this is probably the best time to do it. Um, so you know, obviously had the you know, is this the right thing to do back then? Um, but it was kind of, you know, I, I then got going and, you know, I had a really good period. I had about a year where things were going really well. Um, you know, I, I was making you know, more money than I ever had, you know, working, um, you know, for you know, working in previous jobs. Um, and then things slowed down and they slowed down, you know, fairly suddenly um and you know i did i you know i did have thoughts and it you know it took a bit of time to 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 get busy again in fact it, you know, the six months last six months of 2022 were they were quite slow for me and it was it was difficult going from that high you know things are going really well you know i've made it and then going down going oh who um you know, things th th things are slow again. Um, you know, things are not not again. Things things are slow. You know, I've kind of I've gone up the mountain. I've come back down, um, and now I've got to try and go back up, up it again. Um, and I think the way I did that was just to work. You know, I, I was working harder um, than you know than when I was um, you know than when things were busy. You know, I, I was going to a lot of networking. Um, and, and networking really helped because, you know, it was good to talk to other business owners and, you know, just, you know, doing what I do, it can be, it can be a, a bit lonely sometimes. Um, but, you know, networking meant I was talking to lots of business owners. I was getting to know people. I was kind of growing my connections. And I felt that even though, you know, I didn't have masses of leads coming in, masses of client work coming in, I felt busy. I kept myself busy. Um, and all that hard work, then paid off to the point where, you know, the last couple of months have probably been the busiest couple of months I've ever had. Um, so I kind of, I'm going back up that mountain. And now my challenge is to make sure that, you know, I don't go back down or if I do go back down, it's kind of, it's a small dip and maybe a plateau. Um, and so, you know, I, I always kind of knew when I, when I started this, that I was going to make mistakes. Um, but I was okay with that because they were going to be, my mistakes and i think you have to be comfortable knowing that you're going to make mistakes um you know i, I think there is there is a, a in the world today there's a lot of um people are worried about make, making mistakes but ultimately that's how you learn you learn by making mistakes um and you you shouldn't be afraid of those mistakes and and i think that is one thing that i'm 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 happy about that. Yeah, you know, I've kind of I've still lived up to it. You know, I've made mistakes, but I've learned from them, and I've kind of, you know, I've improved. I've improved the agency. I've improved myself because I've learned from those mistakes. Mm. And so um, we've taken a bit of a, a diversion here, but I think this is is interesting because there, I, what why I love these kind of chats is, I think most people listening will be able to take you back to a stage in their business where they've gone through exactly what you've 
you know you mm. went through you've scaled it you think ah oh, made it uh, you know this is this is great you know client work is coming in i've got a great work life balance i'm earning more money than um ever before and then bang you know a couple of emails later mm. shit what do i do now so why i think it's really interesting to sort of do a bit of a deeper dive in this is is because it's is valuable to people because people because you've come out the other side and now you're as as busy as you as you ever have been and why what i found really illuminating is you said it yourself how am i gonna if i am going to come down the mountain slightly how am i going to make it a small dip um mm. and 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 obviously you you making mistakes as well so what are they what things are you doing i suppose to to make sure that dip is small and you mentioned mistakes what are the biggest mistakes that you made maybe in the up period that you can pinpoint um that you can pass on to other people so i i think the the thing i i didn't do was when things were going well i didn't get my lead pipeline sorted out and that's exactly what i'm trying to do now um you know a lot of my businesses referrals which is great you know people who've worked with me before who refer me to other people which is fantastic but you know as as people in this business know referrals you get loads of them when you don't need them and you get none when you need them so it was it was getting a, a lead pipeline sorted out and that's something that i'm i'm working on at, at the moment um you know i i know that it's it's going to be relatively expensive but you know it, it I, I think it, it will be worth it i think it's also i didn't back myself um as much as i should have done um you know i kind of i, I was researching all sorts of different ways to, to generate leads um and then i you know i kind of thought well i know how to generate leads i do it for my clients so why wouldn't i just do it for myself and I think it's just having the, you know, just going, you know what, you you are in charge of this. You can do this. You know what you're doing. Do it. Uh, and that's kind of what I didn't do 12 months ago, really, and what I'm I'm trying to put, put in place now. Yeah. And when you were, when, when work did um, dry up, did you have, did you have a... Um... A support mechanism in place in terms of friends and family that you could lean on or did you keep it to yourself did you have some thoughts i mean i suppose it comes down to some people are very very i think are very very good at self-talk and re-motivating themselves and just sort of getting through it and other people absolutely need to share and sort of um, not burden people at all but share what they're going through um maybe chuck some ideas around and then they come out all in, in, in thieves so um were you in any of those camps or somewhere in between? I think I was probably somewhere in between, but more sort of kind of keeping it to myself and self-motivating, I suppose. Um, yeah, but, you know, as I said, you know, you know I, I, I you know, did a lot of networking um, and there were, there were reasons, you know, why I wanted to do that networking. But one of them was was to, you know, just to talk to more more people and just have a chat, you know, see how how other people are feeling. Um, and, and I think the thing about the last six months of 2022 is that a lot of people were sort of in a similar position to me because of all the stuff that was going on, you know, in in, in the world. Um, so it was kind of, it, it was nice to talk to other people and know that it's not just me, sort of most other people are feeling this. 
Um, and you know we're just all going to have to have to get through it. But there is also an element. Of, you know, I, I, I didn't you know didn't go into to details with anyone really necessarily. Um, I just kind of kept it to myself and and sort of just tried to try to get through it, which is maybe not the healthiest thing to do. I wouldn't <laughs> suggest people do that. It's just it's just the, the way the way um, the way I'm made up. I think. Um, so my 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 grandma, she was a she was a lovely woman, but she was she was very formidable, and she was you know, she was always very you know she got you've just got to get through it, she's got to do it, she'll go through it, and um, I think there is a lot of her in me, um, the good parts and and the bad parts. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Well, potentially the good parts saw you through, and maybe the bad parts is if it happens again, you can. Um, you can get support from other people too to make it slightly yeah. easier. But yeah, well, how do we get there? So I was gonna. That was my second <laughs> last question. Um, before we come uh, to the very last question, and thank you for your time today, Rob. So do you want to just share your social media handles uh, and wherever anybody can uh, can find you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, really. So uh, Rob Kearsey on LinkedIn or RMK Marketing, which is the agency um, that I run. Um, you can also find me at rmkmarketing.co.uk as well. Perfect. Thank you very much. All right. So um, on to the last question. In one sentence, what one piece of advice would you give to a person starting in your industry? Um, work for a digital marketing agency. Get, get a job at a digital marketing agency. The, the reason I say that is because if you if you do that, you will learn so much, not just about social media um but you will learn about how to work with clients how to to service their needs um how to talk to them um you know i was quite lucky in that a lot of what i needed to to run my agency now and be successful i learned through working at a digital marketing agency you know it can be you know, can work long hours. You can do a lot of lot of traveling. I once traveled from Surrey up to Carlisle and back in one day um, to go to a client meeting. That was that was a an interesting day. Um, but you know, it's you you learn a lot from that. And you know, if you do spend three, four, five years at, at, at a digital marketing agency. You will learn the skills which will help you if you decide to work for a brand or if you decide to start out and be, be a freelancer or start your own agency. Um, so, you know, if you're a young person looking to get into social media, you know, be an apprentice at a social media agent, a, a digital marketing agency or, um, you know, get, get a job as an exec and, um, and, and do that work. Get that theory because then that will help you um, later on in your career. Mm, I love that. Um, and I suppose most importantly, you're making mistakes on other people's time. So it's even better, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. You, you, you can, yeah, you can, you can make those mistakes on, you, you can learn from those mistakes and, and other people will, um, will take the flag for it. <laughs> well, what a positive way to, to end the conversation, um, making mistakes and other people can take the blame, but, uh, no, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Um, Rob Kersey, thank you so much for joining my Square in the Circle. I've had, a, I've had a great chat. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've hated it, 
keep quiet. But if you've loved it, you can support the show by sharing it with anyone who may love it too. Have a nice one, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle. Thank you.